Welcome back, everybody, to the second Brubacher podcast. Uh, the last podcast, we talked about values um, and having a vision. Today, we are going to talk about safety. And with me today is Keith and Brad. You know, we talked about uncommonly refreshing, um, but we do have values, Keith. And, and there's four values Um that we at Brubacher, you know, put at a high standard. Um, and, and we just wanted to talk about one of them today. But at Brubacher, safety, integrity, initiative, and teamwork are some of the things we've already talked about. But what we are going to touch on safety today. And, and our initiative in this podcast is to bring up some of these subjects. Um, so we bring in other team members or we will bring other team members in to get a different, uh, perspectives and what they think. But today, the value of safety. And, and so Brad, what's that mean to you? Safety? Uh, the value of safety, what it means to me. And honestly, it has evolved, uh, for me personally from the, you know, basically when I started, uh, working in the industry, even prior to working at Brubacher, but, uh, safety to me is, you know, getting home, with all 10 fingers and toes, uh, making sure all of our uh, team members get home safely. Um, to, to tag on to what Keith had said earlier, there is life outside of Brubachers. Um, you know, the saying that I used to go is, do you live to work or do you work to live? Right? Well, I work to live and I want to be safe at work so I can enjoy living uh, outside of work. Um, but safety is the utmost important, highest standard um, in, in the workplace and in, in life, um, you know, I just think you have to protect your, your quality of life. So you're able to provide for those around you, your loved ones. Um, to me that, that sums up safety, you know, and then the other thing I guess go beyond that is just watching out for others. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about brother, sister, keeper, um, having the courage to speak up, say something. If somebody's doing something unsafe or not wearing proper PPE, you know, be able to address that. Uh, watch out for their safety as well. Um, of course, safety, you know, can be about numbers, and uh, we'll get into some of those definitions, I think, that come with uh, definitions and numbers around safety. But at the end of the day, it is truly about going home um, to – live life and enjoy the fruits of your labor, if you will. Wow. Well, so Keith, what is safety to you? Yeah, well, I agree with the things that Brad Brad shared. So that's a, certainly great to hear people's personal stories about what it is that makes that makes that important to them. So thanks for sharing that, Brad. And as I was hearing you share earlier about your vacation plans with your family and thinking about how they would be impacted if you had an accident at work and you wouldn't be able to do what you're looking forward to doing with your wife and your two girls and, and heading off on vacation this fall. Uh, for me, I also see the highest calling as it comes to safety centered around the requirement that we have this responsibility. You know, it's not an outside requirement. It's just we have this, this belief that each person is created with a specific purpose. And we don't want to cut short their opportunity to discover and live out that life purpose, which may be far beyond Brubacher. Uh, we don't want to cut that short or reduce the quality of that uh, opportunity to live out that life purpose because we tried to save a minute here or save a dollar there. 
And it's a, just a far bigger picture uh, even than what they may ever do during a fulfilling career at Brubacher. Uh, it encompasses everything they might be someday in this life and, and in eternity. And if for one minute we were to choose to take a shortcut or they were to choose to take a shortcut that increased a hazard and we cut short the life of someone who had not yet discovered Jesus' love for them and lived out God's purpose for their life, that would be the greatest tragedy. And that's what drives us to live safety as a value every day. So what's the difference between a prioritizing safety or safety as a value? So the, the, the quick answer is priorities change. Values stay the same. Um, you know, I, I'll touch on priority. You know, a priority changes with the situation or an outside force or, you know, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, Dave Moreland tells the story of a, a priority could be I'm going to mow my grass when I get home from work on a Thursday. And that's the priority when I get off work at the end of that day. And then the thunderstorm rolls in Thursday afternoon. Um, well, the priority of mowing your yard has just now shifted to something else. So, and I think that's a great uh, way to paint the picture of how a priority can change. You know, a value is, you know, your, your belief. It is what you hold near and dear and values don't change. Uh, so living out safety is a value, which has really been a message and a uh, journey, really, that um, we are on at Brubacher. And you can see it starting to take shape and, you know, get traction even through all the field guys. Um, and office is not just field. Safety isn't just field related. You know, it's office, yeah. it's fleet, it's uh, every aspect of our business, uh, even into estimating. You know, we have uh, estimators and stuff looking at, at projects, uh, whether it's deep excavations or um, wall retaining wall overdigs and things like that. Uh, up front. Um, so you really start to see safety as a value um, take off. And I think, you know, and I said about how safety and me, even my beliefs and thoughts of safety has changed um, through my time. I think the biggest thing for field guys or young individuals that join the construction industry, not just Brubarker, the construction industry, typically we're, we're young, we're motivated, we're uh, it may be egotistical. I, I talked about that, but it's just us. And uh, whether you're a single young man or woman, um, and you're just trying to work as hard as you can to, you know, make that money, make that paycheck, you don't really think too much about, well, if I get hurt, but you got to think about, you know, is it your, you have parents or you have loved ones, or if you get hurt, you can't really go to work to make that money you were making prior. So, to me, that's what shifted. You know, when I had, quite frankly, my girls, my family, um, that's where the safety as a value holds near and dear. Yeah, I think you touched on something important there, Brad. How many different aspects of life are impacted when there's an injury, uh, even if it's something that someone may completely recover from over over time. But in the meantime, you have that that physical impact, the injury, or uh, something life threatening or life altering. You have relational health. Uh, you know, serious injuries do change relationship dynamics at home uh, and at work. When someone's used to being the provider, you know, you look at statistics of uh, the impact of parents that have 
uh, children who have severe physical handicaps or a spouse that has a severe physical handicap, uh, they're pretty startling. And so if you look at that and say, what's the impact even for a work-related injury that impacts someone's life for three, six, eight, nine months or more? Uh, and then there's this financial sustainability piece, the personal, the company, and even coworkers that are impacted. And so I share those in that order because that's that, that's the most important. First, the physical life. Then you think about the relational and last, the financial sustainability. So all three of those are areas. But you're, I think you're right. A lot of, a lot right. of people aren't thinking about that. They're like, 90 degrees. I don't really want to walk to the job trailer and get that tool that I we forgot or didn't know we would need because of this situation changed. They're not thinking through that. Right. But we can help each other do that more sure. effectively. Yeah, or it's 90 degrees. I don't want to wear this vest. It's hot or, you know, these uh, – Safety glasses keep fogging up or slipping off my nose or I have, you know, sweat dripping down into them. I'm just not going to wear them. I take it off and uh, you get, you know, the the age old, well, it'll never happen to me, you know. And I think, uh, quite frankly, the the mirrors and even the uh, stickers that we have in our hallways, mm. you know, uh, look in the mirror or meet the other guy. You know, you look in the mirror, that's the other guy. Because when you say, oh, it won't happen to me and – uh, I could probably go on all day about stories where, quite frankly, I was that guy that it was never going to happen to me, um, you know, at Brubacher and e- even outside of Brubacher. Um, and, but I've uh, been the fortunate guy that it hasn't happened. But when you, read, you meet others or you read the stories, I think it really becomes the, uh, you know, you got to hold it as the value. Yeah, one of the things that I think has helped us, and I, I and I know it's helped us, but you know, we fill out boss cards now. We fill out uh, near misses, and for me, it's it's just amazing when you read through those, how close it was, or if that was a person and not a mailbox, or if that was um, again a person and 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 not a piece of equipment. Again, the the equipment can be fixed, it can be repaired. There's a cost to it, but the life of altering someone's life, there's there's no expense to that. And, you know, when I was younger and I grew up on a farm and it was always get it done, get it done, get it done, you know, it was always, always something to do, always a chore. And we never took safety seriously. I'll be honest with everybody. It was, it was always going to cost us more time to do it that way than if we just push on through it. But this has really changed my aspect of at work, at home, of safety. There's a huge cost of safety. And by trimming 10 minutes out of doing something unsafe and you might get away with it, the the time that you don't get away with it, it's very expensive. And it, and it could really affect a lot of people in your life. So how, how, do, how do you talk to that, Brad, to a young person in the, that wants to get into the construction industry about you know safety and core values or, or Keith, what's what's the conversations you've well, had? Just with to people? touch, yeah, you, you touched on something there around safety. Uh, like you said, you grew up on the farm and you didn't take safety um, that serious, or you, you pushed. And I, I think back and kind of reflect on you made a childhood memory. I, I grew up you know on a farm as well. It wasn't a working farm, um, but I've worked with my neighbors, neighboring farmers, and others, and I, I think. How do you talk to safety as a young person? I remember my dad, we had two neighbors uh, that were neighboring farmers, 
and they were both two, not both, but two of our neighboring farmers were missing arms. Uh, they had hooks uh, because they got wrapped up in a PTO, you know, of a tractor wow. uh, with a long shirt. So I remember my dad uh, seriously sitting me down when I went to help on the farm and explain, you know, stay away from the PTO, make sure everything's shut down, uh, don't wear long baggy clothes or anything like that. So I guess I'll reflect on that story on how I, the, the message to young folks entering the, uh, the workforce or the industry, you know, learn from that other guy, learn from um, mistakes that other people or stories that they may have. Don't become that story or, you know, that, that have that injury. Uh, I think that goes hand in hand, kind of like almost like parenting. You know, you, you can tell your, your youngster to don't touch the hot stove. Um, sometimes they touch it and they'll learn from experience, you know, and okay, they get a burn. Hopefully it's not bad, but you just you have to outline the, the risks and weigh out the risks um, before, you, you know, think about the risk that your actions um, could cause prior to making that action. Yeah. So, so Keith, how has safety changed at Brubacher from when you started to now? So, yeah, certainly our approach to safety has changed while the value of people's life has always been strong at Brubacher. Our perception of risk and what was an acceptable risk and what was not an acceptable risk certainly has changed along with our uh, increased attentiveness to complying with various regulations, which 30 years ago, Many were perceived as overreaching, overzealous, and our application of them wasn't universal. And so we have definitely shifted that, that approach over the years. Yeah, so uh, for safety in the morning, um, you know, we start with stretch and flex. Um, I think it's, it's important that we do have these uh, huddles, right, Brad, in the morning that we know what we're responsible for and how to do it, but also with the stretch and flex, there's soft tissues that as you get older, and maybe maybe Brad can talk about this as, as, <laughs> as the birthday's coming, but but as you get older, things just don't want to move or you get out of your truck in the morning and you get a cup of coffee and the stretch and flex help um, have, we've seen a lower in our soft tissue um, incidents have gone down since we do this, and we do this as company-wide. Uh, so if you're in the office in the morning, we go down to um, our training facility in the basement. We do a stretch and flexes in the morning, and then all the team members at the job sites do their own stretch and flexes, and it is a routine. Um, if you can touch on that, Brad, how, how does yeah, that work? Yeah, so just to you know, be clear, Chris, I, I'm in better shape in my 40s than I was in my 30s, so... And I think part of that's because of the importance of stretch and flex and starting that routine, you know. <laughs> but no, you're you're right. Uh, the importance of a daily huddle and every crew um, is expected and must start with a daily huddle in, on the field. And the the reason, the main reason for that is, is the safety and identifying the risks uh, that we could face with the tasks that uh, we need to carry out for that day. You know, it's every company kind of has a different saying for them, whether they're JSAs or H, you know, the HSAs or in the daily huddles, um, we call them our daily huddles. We, we do um, outline what are all the risks that the crews are going to encounter that day. What can we do to mitigate those risks? Um, like I said, prior to having the actions uh, um, and being reactive, try to be proactive. Um, 
And then the other importance of the daily huddle was outlining what are the goals for the day for the crew and, and setting that finish line or the production goal, if you will. Um, how does how do the how does the the labor or the top man or the pipe layer or even the dozer operator, how do they know what their goal is? How do they measure, um, quite frankly, how their day was, you know, um, you know, did they hit their goal? So that that's kind of the, the two big pieces of the daily huddle along with the stretch and flex, um, which, you know, many companies are doing now. We put, we started doing it at Brubacher's Keith, what, two, three, three years, three, three years, years ago. ago. Um, and I think that the numbers will show we're close to a, a 40% reduction, 33 to 40% reduction yep. in our soft tissue in, injuries. Um, and again, you know, professional athletes stretch and do calisthenics and warm up prior to every game they play. Um, whether it's, you know, football, if you go to a football game, you can see the whole team out doing calisthenics and stretches. Uh, you come to a, a Rubarker daily huddle. It's not quite as uh, <laughs> intense as a football team warming up, but the team is doing the stretches and um, getting warmed up to play the game. Yeah, like anything with yeah. a stretch and flex, you know, you get out of it what you put into it. And so, you know, if people are doing it half-heartedly, you're, you're probably not going to get a lot of value. But if you do it enthusiastically, it can really be a big benefit. And I, I think of the the close call that my grandfather had, who was a Cat D8 operator with a ripper on, and he was pushing pans. And and his later years, he probably should have been off the machine. You asked about how safety changed to Brubacher. Here's one of those that uh, we left him run a piece of machinery. He loved to run for probably longer than we should have. And he was had trouble turning his head to back up. And he backed up and put the ripper into the, the operator station of a scraper. And the operator crawled out onto the hood to escape uh, being injured from that. And that, of course, led to some other uh, decisions that we recognized we needed to pull him off of that. But I think of that about staying flexible so you can see what's going on around you and you don't have uh, blind spots because you have good flexibility. And so that's something that's just front and center in my mind about I'm going to get out of it what we put into it and doing doing our best. Interesting story. Brad, do you have any interesting stories of uh... – all the years you've been doing this? <laughs> yeah, I have lots of interesting stories. I'm just trying to figure out which ones to share on a podcast. Which one? He's trying to think about what did I already tell Keith about? <laughs> I don't want to divulge anything new. <laughs> uh, nah, I mean, maybe not so much uh, the, the stretch and flex, but there's a lot of close calls. You know, I was a dozer operator. Um, I can think of, you know, pushing pans or running with a pan spread. Um, and kind of always even pushing the envelope and trying to, you know, from grading a slope or, you know, the head on the swivel for backing up, especially if you're the, the dozer hand and, and running the fill or even in the cut and you have trucks or scrapers coming in around you and you're looking at that blade moving forward, um, you got to turn that head around before you put it in reverse. And even with today's equipment, you know, the, the tractors I ran, um, you know, didn't have backup cameras. You know, but I think sometimes we rely too much on that backup camera um, and you only get so much of the view rather than turn that head around. And, uh, you know, the, the, the dozers can, can beat you up. You, know, you get on a rock job. You can very easily, even as a, a young individual, get stiff, sore, and, you know, don't want to turn around. But um, I guess that's where I kind of think of, you know, different stories um, – I think some of our guys that are listening, if they listen to this and some that are still with us were the 
scraper operators that ran on the spread that I ran, they'll probably tell you stories about how hard I used to hang a dozer on a slope or back down off the side of a topsoil pile or, um, you know, come down forward off of a steep drop off as long as there's dirt in your blade and you can ride it out. But, um, yeah, that kind of, you know, comes back, I think, to knowing the uh, abilities of your machine and what you're comfortable with and uh, even to just in life in general, you know, don't get comfortable. If you get comfortable, maybe push it a little bit, but push it in a, ma- a manner that's safe. Um, so I, I kind of rambled on there a little bit. That's Chris. okay. I, I mean, if listen, that was a story or not, I, but two things I think about, you know, we talk about safety, but there's production, right? I mean, at, at the end of the day, there, there are bills that have to be paid and we move dirt to pay those bills in, in essence. So, but safety is a priority um, safety is a value. Values, yes, not a yes. Safety is a safety is a value, not a priority. Thank you, Brad. And um, that always has to be mindful. My story when I was younger, I remember creeping up on a tractor one time, and my dad scolded me, and he said, "Whenever you come up on a piece of equipment, you always make sure the operator sees you and you make contact." So that was from a young age before PPE and all that other stuff. That just kind of stays in my mind. We, 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 uh, yeah, we had a, we had a, an animal get, get hurt on a piece of equipment or came too close to a piece of equipment. And that's where that came from. But that just popped in my head. It's amazing how those memories just pop in your head after just talking about some stuff and it just comes up like this. So thank you, Keith, for, uh, this morning, this exciting day. And, uh, Brad, thanks for wearing that shirt today, and brought a smile to your face. And I would just, it. I would just say uh, thanks to those who listen to this. And if you're in the industry, whether you're uh, a Brubarker employee or just in the industry, thank you and shout out to the uh, hard workers in the construction industry and also our clients that help pay the bills. Well yes. said. Thanks, Brad. Thank, thank you, everybody.